You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. We're now going to take a break from the Shabbat services and begin the installation ceremony of Rabbi Michael Knopf. In the 83-year history of Temple Bethel, we have had only five rabbis prior to Rabbi Knopf. Rabbi Creditor served our temple community for nearly 21 years before retiring last summer. Rabbi, it's always wonderful having you back here with us. Clearly taking the reins as rabbi of this congregation is an awesome responsibility, and the installation ceremony should reflect that gravitas. Yet when planning my introductory comments for this morning, this afternoon, rather than focusing on the serious nature of the rabbi's job, I closed my eyes and saw Rabbi Knopf smiling from the bima, singing, almost dancing, exuding Shabbat joy. So I hope you'll forgive me if my remarks today are more casual than scholarly. One might consider a rabbi's installation almost as if it were a wedding, marrying a congregation and a rabbi. They have to be just right for each other in order for it to work. I don't have to remind most people here today that finding the right rabbi for this congregation was no easy task, nor was it a quick one. Bethel's matchmakers, Harry Hirsch and the Rabbi Search Committee, spent two years of exhaustive effort to find and woo Rabbi Knopf. Of course, once he and Adir visited us last December, they won over the congregation immediately. Would the members of the Rabbi Search Committee please stand and be recognized? After more than 300 members of the congregation voted unanimously to approve the hiring of Rabbi Knopf, then President Rita Ruby and then Personnel Chair Laura Lewis got him to say yes to our proposal. That's when the Rabbi Transition Committee got to work. Even before the Knopfs moved to town, this committee was helping them get acclimated, introducing them to the shul, the neighborhood, the city, and the state. Once they arrived from Philadelphia, this group continued to provide support and organized all aspects of this weekend's festivities. Would the members of the Rabbi Transition Committee please stand and be recognized? Of course, nothing gets done here without the hard work of the temple staff. And I'm hoping that they're here. Uh, With Jane Sklon, Norma Fiedler, Krista Fidlow, Debbie Laxhanner, Josephine Harris, and Chris Muffo, please stand. And if, even if they're not here, let's hear it for them. <laughs> and what would a Jewish wedding weekend be without food? Thank you, Sisterhood, for sponsoring last night's preneg, and thank you in advance to the men's club for sponsoring tomorrow morning's brunch. Prior to the four rabbi panel discussion, keeping the faith, the evolving role of the rabbi in the 21st century. See, I got the title right today. And thank you to Bill and Robin Knopf and Bobby Knopf for sponsoring today's Kiddush Luncheon. And speaking of today's Kiddush Luncheon, thank you to Jack Halpern of Catering by Jill for his culinary talents and his continued generosity toward Temple Bethel. 
Like the best man making a toast at a wedding, I've spoken nearly exclusively based on my knowledge of only one of the two marrying partners. In fact, before this weekend, Rabbi Knopf's mother was the only member of his family I had met. It's been wonderful meeting the whole mishpucha this weekend. Included in that, in that mishpucha are Rabbi Neil Rose and Rabbi A. Friedman, who traveled from St. Louis and Chicago, respectively. Since the two of you have such close ties with Rabbi Knopf, I invite you to share a few personal thoughts with us in celebration of his installation. No, you go first. No, you go first. <laughs> if you missed that, Rabbi Rose reminded me that in the great Sanhedrin that sat in Jerusalem, always the youngest rabbi would speak first. You know, I was thinking, strangely enough, I think the, the moment that uh, defines our friendship for me uh, was actually the moment at which I felt like our lives were in the most distant place. Uh, this was, um, it was shortly after Rabbi Knopf and Adira had arrived in Los Angeles, and at the time, uh, he was starting rabbinical school. They had been dating, I think, less than a year at that point, is that? Yeah, something like that. Um, and uh, Rebecca and I had been married for several years and were on our way to starting a family. And I had the sense, even though we were, uh, we were together yet again in life, that our, our life experiences were just at very different places. And it was, a it was a time of great difficulty and trial in my life. Um, and, and in ways that were at the time very difficult to talk about. Um, and I guess I should preface this also by saying... People do a lot of things in life to show their bravery, whether that's um, in, in combat or skydiving or, or horse racing or all kinds of things. Uh, for my wife and I, it was living in Los Angeles with only one car between the two of us. <laughs> um, you know, and people would ask me, oh, do you carpool a lot? And I would say, no, I bum rides, because if you carpool, it suggests that you might ever drive the other person. Um, and, and Rabbi Knopf was, was one of my most dependable rides uh, to and from school. Uh, but I remember one night uh, as, we, as we were pulling into, uh, pulling into my driveway, starting to open up about the, the struggles I was facing and the, and the difficulties of this sort of transition to thinking about fatherhood and, and so many things that I sort of said to myself, you know, he probably is not going to get it, but I have to talk to someone. Um, but you taught, me, you taught me a really important lesson that night uh, because I learned then and I've carried this with me now for um, almost 10 years since that night that it actually, the life experience often doesn't matter as much as the content of the friendship and the depth of the commitment. And I think as uh, Rabbi Rose spoke so beautifully this morning about the meaning of covenant, I think for me that's become a defining characteristic of my understanding of covenant is the other person, is the person that I'm opening up to, is the person that I'm sharing with, someone who is committed to me as a person, someone who trusts me, believes in me, and will support me in the way that I need. Um, and you taught me that you have always been that person for me. And um, I just, I, I hope that all of you know how blessed you are to have Rabbi Knopf here with you as your rabbi.
a slow learner. My uh, wife often reminds me that our one and only daughter married her father. Uh, and um, uh, so I, I always feel this uh, affinity with Michael. Um, and I think one of the th things that, I, that we have in common goes as follows. Many years ago, I had the pleasure and honor to study with the, the late Rabbi Gedalia Koenig, who, who came and existed in a world far different than the one that you and I live in. And uh, I had the pleasure of almost every week, and sometimes twice in a week, of studying with Koenig, uh, Rabbi Gedalia. And one day we got into a discussion about the future of Judaism which was very interesting because he was a man who was born and raised in the Meir Sharim section of Jerusalem and only once or twice had he gone out of the Chutzlaretz. So he was, in a sense, he was a very, you thought, a very provincial man. And he said to me, the future of Yiddishkeit depends on people people who have this passion for Judaism, uh, who have this passion for Torah, who have this passion uh, to share it with other people. So I want to say to you that um, for better or worse, and I think it's for your, to your benefit, uh, you are joining in a covenant with a young man and his wife who are Mashuga for Yiddishkeit, they have endless passion, uh, and uh, they have a passion that exceeds all the obstacles that will be put in front of them. So uh, when uh, Mr. Lewis said that uh, the rabbi smiled and sang and almost danced, the truth of the matter is he really wants to dance with you because this taka hasana, this is really a wedding day. And you know, at a traditional wedding, the groom wears a kittel, a white robe. I remember, the, I remember when my uh, mentor, the late Rabbi Zalman Shakhtar, dressed me in his. But in a few moments, um, the talit will be uh, laid on uh, Rabbi Naf. Now, people call this an installation service. Uh, and it doesn't, that doesn't sit well with my ear because in Hebrew, a plumber is called an installator. <laughs> so I, I like to think that this is an investiture, right? And an investiture means uh, seeing to it that the rabbi is given what, the, what is called chalukah de rabbanan. The, the, the dress, the robe um, of the rabbi. Um, and this, I think, is extremely important because you as a congregation and your representative will present him with the chalukah de rabbanan, the robe, the vestment of the rabbi. And under the chuppah, presenting him with that is a way of binding you all, you all together on this Shabbat Habritot. Yashikoach.
At this time, I'd like to invite um, all past Temple presidents who are here today to, to join us at the BIMA, and we're going to open the ark. Uh, the Fallick family can come open the ark if everyone would please rise. As you rise, know the, the Torah will be out of the ark for a while. If you need to sit back down, you may. Could be five, ten minutes of standing. And apologies to Alvin Lehman, whose name was accidentally left off the list of past presidents. Alvin is certainly one of our revered past presidents. I would first like to thank um, my colleagues, Rabbi Rose, particularly for the beautiful Devar Torah, and Rabbi Friedman for his words of uh, recognition to you, Michael. Um, it's a pleasure to have both of you here in the families. This is a special moment for not just you and Adira, but the gods of Mishpocha. The truth be told, we really met in a rabbinical assembly convention in Israel, Yishalayim Kodesh, June 2013. And you said to me, I hear you're retiring. <laughs> okay, all no that's enough said. <laughs> and that's when you and I stood there. It was at the center where the program was. And you asked me about Temple Bethel in Richmond, Virginia. And I came home and I said to Ruby, I met this really fine young man there who was interested. And then you called me sometime later and our conversation and our relationship continued to grow. And this moment is a personal warmth and love for you and Adira to now is to formally be rabbi of Temple Bethel more than just on what's on paper. I want you to know, Michael, that my predecessors and I have a long history in this room, in this congregation that you now inherit. And in one sentence about each, Rabbi Colin was the rabbi here when this building was rebuilt from its original modest origin into the grand sanctuary from which we preached. Rabbi Milgram stood here and taught the Torah that became the great Torah that he brought to the world in his publications. Rabbi Berman came here in the midst of in the, in the, in the city in terms of integration and, ram, and along with the um, uh, Reverend Dumbalis from the Greek Orthodox chap uh, uh, Church and a Protestant, one whose name always I can't remember, the three of them were the great clergy in this city to stand up for what's right in the world. And I've been privileged to preach from here for the issues of the day, bring Torah, build a mikvah, and be able to represent us in the interfaith community. We, your predecessors, my three deceased ones and myself, bestow upon you this lectern this place
to preach to the congregation, to lead the congregation, and to the world. And through your particular electronic acumen, you can preach to the world. I write it and send it to Menachem. He puts it out there. He does it himself. So I want to now just bring one piece of Torah to this moment. That in the book of Numbers, when God says to Moses, your ministry will conclude, Moses says to God, to God, let the Lord, source of breath of all flesh, appoint someone over the community who will go out before them and come in before them, who shall take them out and bring them in, so that the Lord's community may not be like a sheep that have no shepherd. You will be the shepherd to this community. Not only will you go out and come in, as Moses says, but in the second half of the Pasuk it says, he will bring them out with him and bring them in with him. To all the matters of the world, to Yiddishkeit, for the Jewish people, for the state of Israel. That's the role we play. To go out ourselves and lead, but bring our community with us as we go out and as we come in. And then it says in the text, Ve'amadita oto, and stand them before him, between Lazar the Kohen and the whole congregation, and give this charge to him before them. So from my predecessors and myself, we bring the hold of God, the glory of God, upon you, that you may bring it to them and to the world and to all that will come before you as we fulfill the terms of and to place your hand, our hands upon you. Adonai, our God and God of our ancestors, source of all blessings, we pray that the rabbi of this congregation shall lead it with the blessing of your spirit. Grant Michael a wise heart, candor in speech, the courage to act decisively, and the strength to respond to every challenge with dignity. Give him a full measure of your compassion, that he may be an instrument of your ancient promise. I will give you shepherds after my own heart, who will nurture you with knowledge and understanding. And as it says at the end of in, in the book of Yeshua, Chazak ve'amatz, be strong, be courageous. Al ta'arotz va'al te'chat, don't shrink. Ki imcha Adonai Elohecha, because the Lord our God is with you. Bechol asher te'lech, in all that you will do. As I place this talit on Rabbi Naf's shoulders, may it represent the mantle of leadership. Lady leadership and Rabbi working together on behalf of the entire Bethel community. Would Rabbi Rose and Rabbi Friedman join us on the bima?
as the uh, Torahs are put away and the ark is closed. Once the ark is closed, you may be seated. Mr. President, esteemed leaders, revered and beloved rabbis and mentors, dear family and friends, my holy community, thank you all for joining me for this very special Shabbat. I am deeply moved by your presence and profoundly humbled by the great honor and responsibility that you are bestowing on me today. Thank you especially to everyone, to all the volunteers, staff, and clergy who worked so hard to make this weekend possible. I am touched by your dedication to this community and feel so blessed by your love and friendship. And of course, thank you to my wonderful family and friends, many of whom traveled great distances to be with us here this weekend. And finally, thank you to Adira for being my best friend, my advisor, my partner, my supporter, my critic, and the best Ima in the world. On a personal level, it's hard to put into words how special this moment is. But more importantly, I believe that today isn't about a personal milestone. Rather, we're celebrating the life and world-changing power of a specific Jewish path. Our founders established this sacred congregation because they believed our city and our world needed a Judaism that called for both personal spiritual striving and world repair, for a fusion of yesterday's wisdom and today's insights. As only the sixth rabbi in 83 years to accept the mantle of rabbinic leadership of this extraordinary kehillah, I am bound up in the vision of those courageous early leaders and with my predecessors who were entrusted to hold fast to that compelling path to Torah. Our world is very different from the one our founders encountered. New technology has sparked radical, world-shrinking, and democratizing changes. The language of faith has been hijacked by vandals, despots, and terrorists. New avenues for wisdom and transcendence have replaced traditional religious institutions that for too long have emphasized form over function. But in this new world, our parents' and grandparents' values that ancient Jewish wisdom must adapt to address today's challenges, that human dignity is God's foremost concern, and that religious life should impart joy, meaning, and purpose are more relevant than ever. And a robust community 
that advances those values has never been more necessary. Let us then declare today at this sacred season that our ancestors' Torah is being handed to us, a new generation at Temple Beth El, living in and formed by a world unrecognizable to past generations, a world that yet longs for a Judaism of love, compassion, justice, and peace. It was not with our ancestors that the Holy One made this covenant, but with us, the living, every one of us who is here today. I accept the beautiful and holy responsibility of being your rabbi. I thank you for your confidence, your support, and your love. But I cannot accomplish the work ahead alone. The fate of this community and its Torah is in all of our hands. To flourish, we, every one of us who is here today, must rise and join together. Will you join me in answering that call? Will you partner with me in that sacred work? In the history of our congregation and in the history of our people, few have been granted the opportunity to reimagine, rebuild, and revitalize a vibrant center for a Judaism of love and justice in an era of its greatest urgency. But I welcome that challenge. I would not exchange places with any other rabbi in any other place or time. And I hope that you too feel that we are living in the right time and the right place. With the passion, creativity, and tenacity of this community, we can illumine all that is dark in our world, helping us advance an age of wholeness and peace. I pray that the Holy Blessing One grants us strength, resilience, openness, and wisdom. I look forward to working closely with all of you toward a glorious future for this sacred and special congregation. Todarabah and Shabbat Shalom. That's good. Everyone's standing for Shachianu, right? There we go. Excellent. Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Shachianu Vekimanu Vehigianu Lazman Hazeh
Put your uh, arm on the person or people standing next to you. Pretend that you like each other for a minute. May the Holy One bless you and protect you. May the Holy One smile upon you and be gracious to you. May the Holy One look on you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.